I'm Chantal Ambrose. I am a dentist and I host a podcast that shares the highs and the lows of the most resilient healthcare businesses. I interview the movers and the shakers of healthcare who courageously push boundaries. So whether you're a startup or needing a push in the right direction, a family business or just looking for mentorship, join us. Ismail today, who is yet another mover and shaker on our show, Behind the Smile, where we talk to all of the formidable businesses that have been resilient and profitable and ethical and has been able to offer healthcare services throughout South Africa and beyond, um, the secrets behind how they keep going. So welcome, Faima, to the show. Good evening, and thank you so much for having me on your show. It's absolutely a privilege to have you on. I, you are a dentist, you're a philanthropist, you're a businesswoman. You know, you've gotten so many accolades. You are now even a movie star. How do you be a mom as well as a businesswoman, as well as thinking about now oral health care? What are the secrets behind your success? I think there's women... There's nothing that we cannot achieve. So once we put our mind to something, and I'm that type of a person, if I put my head, I have to make sure I get it done, come what may. And uh, once I have this goal and this vision, I make sure I follow through with it. And um, I think you just need to be really focused, disciplined, and motivated, and uh, nothing is impossible. So even though, as you said, I'm a mom and businesswoman, philanthropist, but I try to balance everything and having a balanced lifestyle and putting everything into perspective, you can achieve what you would want to. So that's amazing. Um, I often hear people say that as women, it is a struggle because we're not only growing our practices and we're not only seeing to our patients, but we are growing families. So what would your daily go-to be? How do you gain your balance? How do you make sure that there's time for yourself, there's time for your family, there's time for your businesses? How are you doing it all? So some people would think I'm really crazy because my day is really, really busy. And uh, my most productive time, to be honest, is from 4.30 a.m. to 7.30 a.m. So whatever I need to accomplish for myself, that's what I do during that time. And uh, from 7.30, then it's my career that I focus on and my family, because then I'm sending them off to school and getting to work. Uh, once I'm at work, I focus on work solely. And then um, when work is over, I make sure I don't bring any work home because then that's my family time again. And uh, I wouldn't want to sacrifice my family for anything. So um, I think quality time spent with your family is really so important, especially as a female. And uh, most of my evenings go with my family and then it's relaxation time. But um, I try to balance all of that and give all of them the same time they deserve. And I try not to neglect the important things in my life. So 
you know, when we when we've spoken about leadership and roles for women, I think that many of them mention that in each of those categories they have a support structure. So can you give our audience a little bit of an idea of what your support structure would look like um, if they were aiming to do what you're doing? Okay, so I'm fortunate enough at home, I do still have my parents that are alive and they're still fit and healthy and uh, they really help me out a lot with my household chores and my children. And then I have a supportive husband as well, which plays a big role in my life. My family have realized that my life is extremely busy and hectic. And uh, I need to juggle a lot of things. I need to attend events, be at a few places in one day. So they've adjusted to that. But uh, like I said, fortunately, my parents, my helpers at work, I also have my staff. So they all play such an important role in my life. I could never do it without them. And uh, even though we think we can do it by ourselves, We can't. We need to delegate certain tasks and uh, we need to make our lives easy so that we are able to achieve our goals and dreams. I'm wanting to know, what does your dream team look like? Because I think that behind every single successful healthcare practitioner out there, there is the dream team. Could you tell us your journey of how did you choose the right people to do the right kind of job for you? And how do you delegate their roles in order for that part of your life? Once you leave it, you don't have to take it home. Okay, so I make sure that uh, communication is key. And uh, my staff at work, and even when I do go to events, I take someone along with me and they understand the their job role as well as mine and what we want to achieve as a team. And um, I always motivate and inspire them and we encourage one another. We have meetings all the time just to see what our goals are for that week. And uh, we make sure that we focus on them and uh, we get things done together. But like I said, communication is key, and you need to have an understanding, and you need to uh, make sure you delegate things accordingly. So a lot of the other speakers, they were just telling me a little bit about, it's not all so um, rosy, and we can't expect that every day is gonna go well, that through our successes, there are always obstacles. And I'd love for you if you can just tell us a few of the hardest things that you've had to go through to establish where you're at right now. Okay, so I think for me, the hardest part was uh, my dream had always been um, to launch the We Care for Adult Health campaign, which I did launch recently in Africa. And by launching my campaign, I had to actually juggle my time between my dental practice as well as everybody wanting me to be at schools and at events now giving off my time because I launched this campaign and uh, they see me all the time on social media. So I need to actually be at so many places in one day which is really, really uh, something difficult to juggle. And people can't understand how do I do that. 
So how am I able to run a dental practice, see patients at the same time, go to schools and talk to our youth, educate and empower them? And in the evening, sometimes I'm at an event talking on women empowerment. So how do I do all of this in one day? So it is very difficult to actually achieve this, but uh, initially you um, faced with these obstacles. And once you go through the process, you learn how to manage your time, how to manage your day. Eventually, your staff and your patients, they get accustomed to what you're actually doing. And uh, you work around all of this. And it all starts falling into place. And uh, that's when you actually get your sanity back and you enjoy what you're doing. Like last week, for some strange reason, was careers day at all the schools. And like on a Thursday, which I usually reserve my time to do the school visits, uh, usually I do maybe two or three schools on a Thursday. And last week, it was like 10 schools on one Thursday morning. And it was like crazy. My uh, car was actually like a wardrobe because I had 10 different color scrubs. And from school to school, I was running, changing clothes. And I was wondering, like, how am I going to ever get through the day? But like I said, once you start just organizing your time and um, you have to work strictly on time, that's really my go-to is I need to be on time all the time. So nobody can delay me and uh, things just fall into place. And at the end of the day, you wonder, like, how did I actually do it? But once you put your mind to it, you can do it. I, I love that you are so inspiring and so motivated. And, you know, even from speaking to you, you're so, I think you're so positive in your mindset that it's really no um, wonder to me how it is that you accomplish so much because I can see that you, your determination is almost always led by your positivity. Like you know, I just got an email just now from one of the radio stations to say if at 7.20 a.m. tomorrow I can do an interview for one of the TR programs that they're having on Health Matters. And now I'm thinking to myself, but tomorrow <laughs> is my love club day for the kids. Oh, no. And at 7.20 I'm in the car, so how am I going to do this? So I even messaged them to say, do you think while I'm in the car I can actually do the interview? And uh, they said, if I can manage, then well and good. But fortunately, they said they have another slot, which is at 8.50 a.m. So I managed to get into that slot. But I was also prepared to do the 7.20 a.m. slot. Have your drive and passion. Nothing can actually deter you from reaching that goal. Yeah, I, I see that because I think that the difference between success and failure for many people is what they're willing to do. And yeah. a lot of people would just say, no, you know, that's yes. not going to work for me. I'm so sorry. I'm not able to do it. And they miss the opportunity, but not only yes. do they miss the opportunity, often it's something where it's bigger than what you think, you know, you can reach so much. So we want to know from you, what do you consider to be your formula for success? 
So my formula, I think, is time management and balance as well as motivation. And uh, you just need to have uh, that zest for life. So you need to always feel motivated. And you would always, um, for me, it's always to inspire and uh, empower other women. So I think what's driven me to this point is that wherever I go, people always come up to me and say, I've inspired them, I've motivated me, them. So I think um, all my followers have just given me the drive to do more than I'm, I'm actually doing. And you don't realize how many lives you actually touch. Even uh, you might be just doing a simple act of kindness and thinking nobody is actually watching. But little do you realize you're just walking in the street and all of a sudden someone comes running up to you to say, but I saw you doing this or I saw you doing that and uh, I want to be like you one day. And uh, can I join you when you go on these uh, drives, charity initiatives? And I think that has just made me do more than what I act and I actually want to do more uh, because it's just been so life-changing to people on the whole. Yeah, that's fantastic. I Can you share with us some of the initiatives that you're currently involved with so that we, we get a, a, a better idea of what it is and what your reach is like right now? Okay, so um, when COVID started, that's when I actually uh, started my school campaigns. And um, initially, it was just one or two schools. And that's when my social media page also started, because nobody actually knew who the dentist was during COVID, because we were all fully geared with our suits and that you could only see through our eyes. And uh, I just put a post up on uh, who the dentist actually is because I feel I am the brand of my business. Mm -hmm. And then I would just give a motivational tip and uh, I put a school visit on my page as well. And uh, eventually people were becoming more and more excited to see more of my posts and stories. And every day they would message, please continue posting. And I would just carry on. And then eventually, um, so I never, ever, contact any of the schools for any visits and like this year alone over 70 schools contacted me to come to them to give talks on oral health career guidance just to motivate and encourage our youth so uh, initially it was just the Gauteng region and uh, it has actually gone to Durban Cape Town and uh, I'm hoping it goes across South Africa and um, Lesotho and Botswana also contacted me. So that's also in the pipeline. So I think uh, that's how my audience actually grew. And they just feel so excited when they see how interactive I am with the children and uh, what a special place they have in my heart. So my main focus is the We Care for Oral Health campaign, and it is growing tremendously. That's where I dedicate my time, and it's completely voluntarily done, so I don't get paid for any of this. And um, also what uh, really motivates me is going to the underprivileged and rural areas. That's where I get most of my satisfaction from. 
Besides the, which support local and international charities, so yearly I have this fundraising event and uh, we have various beneficiaries and uh, we support cancer, uh, war-stricken areas, so it's various initiatives that we support. So I just feel local also has a lot that we need to give back to. And it's so important for me. And it all started with women empowerment and during Women's Month. So it's also to give back to women in our society. I'm also um, the cheer lady of the South African National Women's Forum in Houghton, where we also take part in various community initiatives. And uh, I'm secretary of the MTNE Muslim Association in Soweto. My dad has been a doctor there for the past 44 years. So we've always been to the rural and underprivileged areas. So that's where my philanthropy actually started. That's amazing. So we talk about succession and we talk about succession plans. And I think anyone that has had a dad or a mom or a family member and you grew up in that a sort of home of understanding how practice works and how that sort of moves into a business, but also a place where you can help people. So, so tell us a bit about that. How did you learn from your dad's business that this is what you want to do in life? Was it a calling? Okay, so my greatest inspiration has definitely been my mom and dad. So my dad being a medical doctor, and like I said, for the past 44 years in Soweto, he was one of the very few non-black doctors that actually started in the townships. That was when the townships were burning and uh, the wounded would come into his surgery. He wouldn't even charge them for his services. And uh, he rendered it more as a community initiative than actually a business. And uh, for me, that's what really stood out. And growing up as a child, like on weekends, we wouldn't really just go out and buy luxuries or just enjoy ourselves. He would always take us into the townships. We would, even if it was a um, sandwich that we made and gave to the kids in Soweto, that's what we would do as kids. So from childhood, he introduced us to helping people and charity. And um, I think that for me has always been something that I did since I was a child and I carried on. So when I became a dentist, I actually wanted to integrate my profession with the charity initiatives that I did. And that's how the We Care for Oral Health campaign came about. And um, a basic thing like a toothbrush and toothpaste, which we take for granted and which we actually think every household has, uh, you would be surprised when I go to these areas, they can't even afford basic necessities like this. So all of this, I was funding on my own and handing out the toothbrushes and toothpaste. And this year, I actually needed more help and support. And uh, I emailed Colgate to see if they could actually help me out because it was becoming a little bit of a stress for me. How do I actually give these children what they require. So they also told me they won't be able to fund all the initiatives that I do, but wherever they can assist, they will do. 
And um, I would like to bring more people on board to actually help me fund this because it's not something that affects only women. It affects everybody and it affects men, women, children, so it's everyone across the board. And oral health, we little do we realize it plays such an important role in our life and it affects our overall well-being. So it's so important to educate people on their oral health. And when I go out into these places that have never had these facilities or these necessities, they're actually so grateful that someone has actually come out to them and um, the feeling of satisfaction and warmth that you feel after this uh, just brings smiles to so many people and it's so rewarding. So for me, that's what actually has made my profession more exciting and wanting me to do more. When I go to these underprivileged areas, I don't only take toothbrushes and toothpaste, I beat apple, a banana, so I'm also trying to integrate healthy eating habits so that they are aware of what they should eat and what shouldn't they. So uh, I've also started a charity group where sometimes when I do go to these areas, I try and ask people to come on board to fund some of them so that I can reach more people and it benefits a lot of people in the long run. Now. We want to know, where can people contact you? How do they get hold of you? Okay, so at the moment, they can contact me on my Instagram page, Dr. Fahima Ismail, and they could also WhatsApp me. Maybe they could get the, my details from you. You could put it up. Yes. And um, they welcome to join me on many of my initiatives that I go. So I have created a WhatsApp group as well. So any charity initiative that I do have, I post onto that group. And there's no obligation. Nobody needs to feel that they have to help me. And uh, whichever project might suit you, it doesn't have to be monetarily, just to give off your time. It will make such a difference. And like I said, I don't want to impose on anybody. It has to come from the heart. Charity is a calling. It's something which you need to enjoy. You need to love. Not all people take to it, but I would love to inspire and motivate and encourage others to come on board because once you start on one drive, it just gives you the satisfaction and it actually gives you the motivation to carry on doing more and more that you thought you could never have done before. Like on Sunday, we visited the dialysis home in Parkview. And uh, even though there were only 12 kids, unfortunately, two kids just passed away. They're in the age group of 2 to 14 years. And it was so heartwarming when I gave them their toothbrushes, toothpaste, and they don't even receive visitors. So just to spend time and play with them. And um, it is, it takes a lot of time and effort because obviously uh, you have to work around your family time, your profession. But like I said, nothing is impossible. Once you put your mind through it, you can do it. At the end of every show, what I do is I ask for your one word wonders. So we call it the one word wonders. They're just a series of questions where if you can find one word that you can use, use it. 
if you can't use a word, use just a short sentence. It's just a fun way to get a little bit of um, an idea, a bit about who you are and what you stand for. So let's start with our one word wonders. Okay. So what is your daily stress reliever? My phone. That's that is the first time we've heard it. It's on our show. So it's your phone. Yes. Okay. Worst advice you ever took. What was the worst advice that someone gave you and you took it in your practice? What was that? The worst advice I'll have to say is you can't. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Well, I wanted to know, where do you see yourself five years time? All over Africa. Fantastic. Okay. Yeah. And best advice you could give anyone? Don't give up. You're most proud of? My kids. <laughs> well, thank you, Dr. Faima Ismail. I think that you've enriched our audience. You are absolutely amazing. Congratulations on all, all of your accolades. I believe you have a movie coming out that was so unexpected. Two or three weeks ago, one of the producers and videographer uh, came to my practice to say if they could use it as a location shoot. And uh, I agreed. I had two or three other events on that day. And I was rushing out of the surgery. And they said, wait a bit, can you please stay in our movie? And I was like, oh, my word, I have never done a movie before. But like I said, never say never, because if you put your mind to anything, you can do it. And I thought, why not? Because it's something different. And uh, let me give it a try. And I had to play a role of one of the doctors in the movie. Actually, it's the only doctor in the movie. So I did a small clip. And two days ago, they messaged to tell me it's going to be released at Stekiniko. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. I think you are one of the movers and shakers and some of the most inspiring words that we've heard on the show so far. So thank you. I've covered starting up and how to turn your vision into a business. And in our future episodes, we look at leadership, we look at multi-practice success. Now, I'm grateful for you and I would love to hear your ideas. What questions do you need answered? Please drop me a mail at behindasmile2 at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And remember, you are heard, you are seen. And on this platform, you are invited. Let's make it happen together.